Back to when God was queer. Yow! I'm your host, Dakota St. Clair, and I'm joined by my two other beautiful hosts. I'm loud because my name is Vince. <laughs> and I'm laughing because my name is Daphne. <laughs> and we are here to live, laugh, love, and lavender. So, and so to do it all, we had a week off, and now we're feeling real positive about life. And uh, we're, we've got the joy, 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 joy down in our hearts <laughs> and in our sweet, tight buttholes, Jesus. Come and get it. It's on offer. Listen to us. It was, it was like warm for one day, and now it's all butthole. I know. That's it. That's I, it. Listen, if you can't fucking step out with your ass out, then it's really not time for spring or summer yet, I think. Um, that's, all right. That, yeah, that's the uh, that's Puxitani <laughs> Phil. That's exactly what he says, right? Yeah, it's, I got that from the Farmer's Almanac. Thomas Paine wrote that. You fucking heathens! <laughs> don't, don't. He said, "Bust down, Thadiana, and a spring breeze," and that is exactly what it's. It's that's a whole parable of about how you sow your seeds. And I quote. Yeah, you can't. Quote. You, you can't. You can't rotate your crops unless you're rotating that ass, right? <laughs> Throw that ass and your. <laughs> throw that ass <laughs> and your phone fields in a circle that's yeah. how it that's the agricultural that's calendar i have to say though yeah. i did buy the farmer's almanac this year and it reads like a dr bronner's label yes like, it does a hundred percent it's half horoscopes it's, it's almost a conspiracy theory like, <laughs> it totally is when i teach oh, I classes on astrology i'm like yeah it's really interesting there's all these different forms of astrology and we only really think about natal astrology but there's like agricultural astrology and people will be like there sure oh, is is that, that's yeah, like an bro. ancient thing right and i'm like pick up a farmer's almanac still, it's, like, yeah. it's still going on and it's Missouri. weird because you can buy it like next to the air rifles at, at like a farm store like, you you know, yeah, it's yeah, like all right. this weird Republican like right wing shit, and then a farmer's almanac, and you open it, and it's like, what does the moon say about like when I right. play? It's like very, it's like hidden. It's like us. It's just like sneaking in there, sneaking in there in the world, fucking shit up. Missouri has some heavy almanac culture. Um, huh. They're 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 everywhere. <laughs> I'm really into it. I don't even understand how to read it. It's like beyond me. It's super weird, but I'm, I, I mean. The thing I kind of love, though, is the idea that this is some sort of odd juxtaposition that it would be in this, like, deep red country next to a gun. When, like, we all know that the right wing is super, like, incredibly superstitious. Just oh, yeah. hear them it's talk true. about Jews or gays or women, yeah. and you know that they're absolutely superstitious motherfuckers. <laughs> but they just don't um, realize how witchy they're being. No. <laughs> They, Not at all. It's that thing where it's like secret witchy. It's like you don't you realize this is fucking witchy as fuck. Like So we are doing our little M4 so today. It's M4 so three, and we're really happy that you guys have given us such great feedback about them. Wait, was that the intro to the M4 so? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's it. That was excessive. It off. excessive. You take a week off and yeah. this is what happens. Here we go. So in our last episode, we mentioned Macaria. Everybody remember Macaria, daughter of Hades? Yeah, the little like like pale goth girl. albino girl with yeah. no mom yeah <laughs> who just like scares the shit out of the spirits of 
death. Yes. Yeah, she's my favorite. I love her. Now, what we didn't say was that Hades supposedly had some other children besides her. And they were, according to various tellings, Macaria, Zagreus, Melanoe, and the Furies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Macaria was not his only child, though there is an argument to be made that she may have been his most beloved, as, of course, like we said, she has no known mother being born solely by Hades. However, there's something I forgot to mention. Her name in ancient Greek was a euphemistic insult that oh. basically meant, like, go to hell. Oh. <laughs> but because her she was blessed death, you were saying, like, go to blessedness. You just say it like a hex? Like, you just say it, Macaria. Like, yeah, kind of. It's, wow. I'm going to start yeah. bringing that back. I'll do it. Macaria. Um, every time that I, you know, want to say, like, I hope you die in a fire, I'm just going to say Macaria. Mm-hmm. And, and no one knows what it means, so if they ask, you can just say, it's Italian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Just, just make it up. It makes it I up. learned it when I was on vacation in Hawaii. It's yeah, fine. They said it totally, at the airport. It's worry cool. It. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> so the next kid that we have is Vince's favorite. Um, yeah. It's a, this is also a very popular at the moment video game character. Hey there, boyo. Yeah. <laughs> the ancient Greek take is that we have Zagreus, who's also called Zagreus Dionysus. I mentioned last week that there was a theory that Hades and Dionysus were related or were the same, same. figure, mm. um, as sort of told by the Orphics and some of the mystery cults. Well, that's the less common version. The more common version is that Zagreus is the one who this whole thing is about. It just because of proximity got also like sometimes applied to Hades but it was really about Zagreus. Hmm. Zagreus is called most often in epithets the firstborn Dionysus. Zagreus was a god, arguably the god of the Orphic mysteries. He was said to be born when Zeus appeared to Persephone in the guise of a serpent and seduced her although like why would she be seduced by a snake? It's called rape, call it what it is. For those who are playing the home game, Zeus is her dad. So I don't know how you could, like, do a more heinous thing. I guess that's why he had to be a snake. (laughs) Yeah. So it's said that Zeus prized Zagreus above all others and truly believed he would be his inheritor, even sitting him upon his celestial throne and offering him a clutch of thunderbolts. This was the final straw for Hera. Hera, like, completely lost it. Not only was his infidelity being flaunted right in front of her, but he was going to name this child as his successor, some bastard that he sired out of violence, overlooking the sons that she herself had given him. This was officially it. Zeus had really gone too far. So Hera made her way down to Tartarus and released the Titans, setting them upon the young boy, who's like an infant holding thunderbolts. Wow, that's... That's pretty metal. (laughs) They rent him limb from limb after first tricking him into relinquishing the Thunderbolts uh, with, like, toys. So, like, (laughs) you have, like, the Titans, and they're, like, offering him toys to do a bait-and-switch before they can kill him because the Thunderbolts. that's what I do when my dogs, like, my one dog won't drop a ball, like, will not give it back. And you have to do a trade. It's the the rule. They won't give it to you unless you have something of higher value. So, I mean, what's a baby going to do with... Thunderbolts anyway. They're probably like, here's a rattle or here's, you know, a Tootsie Roll. I love the idea that you're like, this is so relatable. And then I tear my dog limb from limb and put yeah. it on a plate God, and I, offer I it at the crossroads to Hecate. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. If that little dog keeps fucking with me, that's totally happening to him. 
Um, I 100% can relate. If yeah. uh, Hecate will take a black and white painted like a cow built like a pit bull cat, cat I, on will, drugs. <laughs> I will offer him because <laughs> my fucking asshole cat who's bullying the other cats is now on pr- liquid Prozac, which I'm tempted to take a sip of now because I'm so over this whole thing. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to get into it. We so, have stupid pet problems. <laughs> for, for, for those of you who know me or for my students, you already know this is Jinx I'm talking about. I just want to give context. <laughs> <laughs> so Hera goes down she unleashes the titans the titans are like cool we'll do whatever and so they go up they tear this boy limb from limb after tricking him and taking away his thunderbolts um and then all that's and then zeus shows up a day late and a dollar short and just finds viscera all over the place but finds the boy's heart still in one piece this should start to sound familiar for those of you who are fans of Dionysus. Mm-hmm. So he went to his human consort, Semele, gives her the heart, and tells her to eat it. Also, I'm, like, happy that the Titans had something to do. I feel like they're bored. Like, I think it's great when I, they get, like, <laughs> they're just floating I, around. I feel like them on furlough is, like, a perfect, like, side movie in the franchise, where it's, like, yeah. exactly. Titans on, they're just, like, Titans on the beach. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, they don't have anything to do. Once in a while, someone's like, can you help with this? They're like, oh, my God, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> road trip. I like, I like the idea of the Titans just doing, like, those TikTok, like, home improvement videos yes, that totally. are because there's just so much space. They're just like, you know what? We need some... Let's put some, some shelving fucking, over here. Yeah, let's get some pull-up bars in here. I, I have a hundred arms. We need a hundred pull-up bars. Oh my god. <laughs> the first thing that I was thinking of, I don't know why my mind immediately went there, was the, um, the old, like, in the 90s, X-Men... Like X Men at the Beach comics. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yo. Um, yes. So, <laughs> so basically, she does this, right? She eats the heart. She becomes instantly pregnant with the child who had been ripped apart by the Titans. Nice. Later, Zeus. Um, that's how it works. That's the birds and the bees, kids. <laughs> that's it. That's anatomy 101. Eat a heart, and then you're pregnant. <laughs> that's it. Instantly. That's better um, than the sex ed I got in public school. <laughs> oh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> well, at least it exists. At least it is sex ed, even if it's wrong. <laughs> even if it's misinformation. <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> um, so later, Zeus would immolate this woman sort of by accident. Oh. It was Hera. Uh, and out of her smoking, smoldering corpse, he grabs the half-formed fetus of the baby, makes a slit in his thigh, inserts the fetus and then closes up the wound and then carries the young god to term and births him out of said thigh which i think might be like the definition of an ectopic pregnancy i don't really know like and then he would be named dionysus or zagreus dionysus wow that's a terrible birth story what Uh, not not great no (laughs) or Sick as fuck. Or. If you thought that was metal as fuck, I'm going to have to ask you to gird your loins for Melanoi. Melanoi is a terrifying goddess of the underworld who was born from abject violence when Zeus, this time in the guise of Hades, raped Persephone. What? When she learned the truth of this betrayal, because he seduced her. That's a remember, terrible That's version. rape. Yeah. <laughs> she learns the truth of this betrayal and explodes in rage. So much so that the child inside of her is born out of her anger and her hatred. Oh, Every night that's she would awesome. walk the earth. This is Melanoi now. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm here Every this. night, she walks the earth with an entourage of restless spirits and the daimones of chaos and fear. Okay, this is my was, this is my gal here. This yeah, is your whole this, is, this yeah. is my life. Is this me, mom? Right. <laughs> um, this I, I just want you to picture for a minute like what this cavalcade of insanity looked like because, and I use insanity intentionally. Because it said that any mortal who witnessed this procession would immediately fall into complete madness. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, you'd have to. Mm-hmm. It'd be too much. My favorite thing about her is that she's this like absolute living terror, but her job was presiding over the propitiations that were offered to the dead and the overall veneration of the ancestors. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That is a hell of a tax collector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you forgot to give offerings to your ancestors? Cool. She's going to come up with them in tow and a couple of good chaos duties and just destroy your life and ruin your mind. I love that she's just like this funeral procession all the time. It's like a parade. Like, she just has her entourage. Like, I, mm-hmm. it's, it's fucked up. There's two things that, we're, that we have to kind of tackle in terms of similarities that are going to blow our minds. Number one, that entire thing about the procession is Walpurgis knocked. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's the wild hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was th- okay. That's all right. Sweet. So I was like, yeah, yeah. If you don't know, Walpurgis knocked is um, also known as like Witches Night. Witches Night. It's yeah. a Northern European Germanic holiday, and it's so that you had to stay indoors because insert whoever here, whether it was like a pre-Christian god or a sort of bastard saint or whoever would lead the procession that was populated by like people who died by suicide and unbaptized babies and like restless spirits and they would maraud through the forests (laughs) making noises that would terrify the living and keep them indoors which I just absolutely love but I I also loved the village so I'm I'm partial to this I did too we're (laughs) some of the only ones (laughs) I know we're literally the only two (laughs) we're the only two people on earth who liked that Um, no, Eli liked it too. I I know this because we've bonded over it because we're also two of the only people. Like, there's only yeah. like five, there's only like five of us who liked that. Yeah, we all had to connect on Facebook years later. It was it's a support. Well, because everyone made fun of us at the time. They were like, "That was the worst movie ever." We were like, right. "What? <laughs> no." So, and I know this one's gonna definitely ring for you, Vince, as pretty familiar. Melanoe was depicted as having limbs which were black on one side and white on the other. Sick. Which was later interpreted to indicate the duality of her nature, that of the underworld and of the heavens in equal parts. Oh, wow, that's cool. Her name is translated to mean dark-minded and was taken from the word mylea, which was used for the offerings given to the dead. That's so... Yeah. Like, how cool. She's like, Yeah. And then last but not least, we have the Furies. And it, it might, you know, obviously it should kind of be a little bit shocking to everybody to see them on this list because it's like, wait a minute, they're not, they're not their kids. What are you doing? Yeah. But if you remember, we, we kind of had the same thing that, that got added in later on to support the sort of claim to the throne by Zeus that saying Zeus and Themis had the fates right? Mm. Mm-hmm. You kind of have the same thing here, but instead of celestial, it's infernal. And so you have, oh, all of a sudden the fates are the daughters of Hades and Persephone. Now, sort of, I don't want to say canonically, but like the most accepted versions and the most documented versions of the myths, if you look at all of them together, it, there's no story of Hades, Hades and Persephone ever having children. 
So it's sort of this like later afterthought, the same way that it was like, oh, Zeus and Dion are the parents of Aphrodite. It's just this like later thing to make things flow better. Right. So who were the Furies? Well, these goddesses were the personification and the executors of vengeance, and they would chase men to the ends of the earth for their crimes. There is also evidence that in their earliest incarnations, they were the ghosts of the murdered. The crimes that they cared most about or were known to punish more than any others included murder, violations of hospitality, and perjury. Like you didn't take your shoes off in someone's house or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> you used the wrong fork for the appetizer. God, you better be careful where you step. Yeah, you got Hey, look. Hospitality. is important. Yeah. I love that it's like murder <laughs> and then just like, you better also be hospitable. You better be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> so it's important to note that just as Nemesis was an agent of Zeus, the Furies were often seen as agents of Hades and Persephone. They were so feared by mortals that they, like their father Hades, had a euphemistic title. Instead of being called the Erinyes, they would be called the Eumenides, the gracious or kindly ones. What? Since the Greeks were terrified of catching <laughs> yeah. their eye or their ear. They're so oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. We just talk about how nice they are and oh that God, they won't so bother and us. Gorgeous. Beautiful. I love their whole look. Really yeah. great, lovely things. So they never have to come up here because they're so beautiful <laughs> when they're in the dark. We have a we have a haunted us. painting that tried to kill us once, which is a weird sentence, but it's true. Actually it tried to kill us twice. But we have a haunted painting and we do the same thing with her. <laughs> Her name is Rebecca, <laughs> and you have to be really, really nice to her because she used to try to set our house on fire all the time. But now she's look, fine. <laughs> I know. It's look, a lot you, of information. You, ca- you cannot turn away from this podcast for even a second because there is constantly something mind-blowing being said. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Literally, I was just about to be like, that's going in the episode. Yeah. Don't, even think, don't even think that's not making it. Why? <laughs> Now, any victim who had been denied justice through the conventional route would simply call out to the Furies and call down their curses against their enemy. But they must be exceedingly cautious, for it was well known that the Furies were just as happy to destroy the one who called them if the individual was also guilty of any crimes. Oh, no. So if you called on them and your hands weren't clean, you your ass was getting got as well. Like, every day, oh they're God. like, we'll take you too. Basically, <laughs> don't draw attention it. to them, like, at no. all. Yeah, you can know. Probably... <laughs> now, the Wrath of the Furies could take many forms. Of course, they could physically harm their target, but they often preferred torturing them for extended periods of time, inflicting madness upon them, as well as wasting illnesses, plagues, and ravaging diseases. Wow. That's pleasant. Uh Their wrath was legendary, and it could never be outrun or negotiated with. The only recourse a mortal had was to undergo ritual purification and usually labors, like the ones given to Heracles, so that he could atone for his sins. Oh. Which were murdering his wife and kids. Um, but he was driven insane by Hera. Um, more on that later. <laughs> yeah, more work. on that later. <laughs> <laughs> now, when they weren't doling out the pain to mortals on Earth, they would act as supervisors and enforcers of torture in the dungeons of the damned. Awesome. I mean, you know, like... like it's at it's at a point where like everything is so metal that it's just yeah. kind of like okay well it's like it's almost <laughs> yeah. like it's almost too metal yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's about to get a little bit more metal because if that's the name of their band I'm about to tell you about the bandmates 
Yes. The Furies were almost always portrayed as three sisters, and they were known as Electo, which means unceasing or endless anger. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That's, I mean, that's my, like, raison d'etre or whatever. (laughs) Ceaseless anger. Yep. She would punish moral crimes. Then you have Megara, who is grudge or jealous rage. Don't mess with that one. She would punish infidelity, oath breakers, and thieves. And then we have my favorite, Tisiphone, who is murder slash retribution or vengeful destruction. And she would punish murderers. Tisiphone is my favorite because it sounds like Tiffany. It sure does. <laughs> so I'm like thinking of them as like the Powerpuff Girls from Hell, and like they're introducing themselves, and then Tiffany. they're like, "I'm Electo, and I'm Agora," and then it's like, "And I'm Tiffany." Yeah. It's just like, yes. Um, they were said in later tellings to be the daughters of Hades and Persephone. However, in the most ancient and most common versions, they were the daughters of Nyx, or they were born when the blood from Aranus' severed genitals splattered on the earth. Mm-hmm. And it's said that they had some cousins as well, born from this same bloodshed. The Poini, who are retaliations, the Ari, who are curses, the Praxitici, who are exactors of justice, and the Manii, who are madnesses. Wow. Oh, oh Mani, okay. That's a crazy family. Mania. Yeah. It should be mentioned here that the Furies are not just three sisters. They're often considered an entire class of spirits. So it's thought that their legions were populated by these other sisters or cousins of different varieties. But they were led by the three prime sisters, Electo, Megara, and Tisiphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in hell now. Um, The Furies were most often depicted as winged women with snakes emerging from or wrapped around their arms, waists, and hair. Mm -hmm. They were maiden goddesses who were drawn as crones, and they were thought to be ugly. They wielded whips and brass-studded scourges with which to harass and harm the guilty. Some depictions actually showed them with dogs' heads, others with stark black bodies. Some depictions showed them with bats' wings, and many depictions, kind of most commonly, classically, showed them with bulging, bloodshot, or bleeding eyes. Whoa. That's... This is just so good. Wait, so if, the, if there are depictions of them with dog heads, is that, like, a reference to Cerberus at all, or is it just, like, dogs are scary? I think it's hellhound-esque i don't think that it's a direct link to cerberus i think it's yeah. sort of a i guess like, hunting hellish. Hounds, uh, too, like yeah like hunting that. hounds hunting down gotcha. their prey yeah yeah oh that's awesome relentless you know as for clothing there are two main looks to see them in look one <laughs> the long black garments of a morning maiden or look two the short skirt and boots worn by huntress maidens like artemis oh so they got a closet mm-hmm. Let's go. yeah they got Sisyphus costume closet. changes going on also quite interesting is that they were often seen as making up the classic greek chorus in many of the ancient epic plays huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, a classic example of this role is that of Phineas, who was granted the power of prophecy acting as an oracle. Unfortunately, Phineas saw just about everything and went about telling everyone all the gods' secrets. So oh, the Furies yeah. blinded him, and the Harpies tormented him for the rest of his days. But imagine that during this, I guess the Furies are singing. Oh. oh. Yeah, to Symphony mean- is in the Mall of America. Yeah. Doing her thing. <laughs> You know, what came to mind is like, whistle while you twerk. 
<laughs> yes! <laughs> One of the things that I think is most interesting about them is that they often were the ones to reveal a crime. Mm. For instance, when Oedipus unknowingly fulfilled half of his destiny by killing his father, who was a stranger to him at a crossroads, his crime went completely undiscovered, and so it went unpunished. The Furies were having none of that, and so they punished Thebes with drought and pestilence until one day an oracle revealed the truth to the people, and Oedipus was exiled from the city. Wow. So they're not just punishers. They're like the, they're like detectives. They're like doing the whole, they're just like the whole crime solving from beginning to end is them. Yeah. I love that. That's pretty sick, yeah. This is the thing. Remember how I said like you have to have clean hands if you call on them? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't play favorites. After he learned that he had fulfilled the second half of the prophecy in marrying his own mother, Oedipus sought her out and found her, having hanged herself in grief and shame and took the brooch off of her robes and gouged his own eyes out. After this, his asshole sons mocked him mercilessly and then campaigned for his exile so that they could then fight each other for the throne. Damn. In response, Oedipus called down the Furies against them, ensuring that they would never know peace and that they would fight each other to the death. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. (laughs) (laughs) what often shocks the average person looking into the furies after knowing all of this is that they were worshipped in athens just because everyone was scared of them do you think well you wouldn't want to in worship you're invoking or calling on well yeah that's what's so weird so it's like, like why would you do that yeah well buckle up it's story time in aeschylus epic trilogy of plays the oresteia we get a lot of tragedy, even by Greek standards. It's the final play of the three that we're going to focus on today. Let me give you the quick and dirty rundown. You have Agamemnon, who commanded the Greeks during the Trojan War. His brother, Menelaus, was married to Helen. Yes, that Helen, whose abduction along with a golden apple and a stupid man named Paris started the whole damn war in the first place. <laughs> that shit. Before the Greeks can set off for war, some half-assed fucking dime store oracle pronounces that Iphigenia, Agamemnon's daughter, has to be sacrificed to to appease Artemis, otherwise they'll never make it to Troy. Agamemnon actually does it. And if you've learned anything from us about Greek myths so far, I imagine it's that no one but Zeus gets a happy ending and that the gods never want human sacrifice and are going to flip the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, they're really They don't like that. that. (laughs) No. So, of course, her death causes a host of issues, but none more important than this. After Agamemnon finally returns home from the war after many, many long years, he wants to finally take a bath. And while he's soaking, Clytemnestra, his wife, wife, walks up behind him and slits his fucking throat. I mean, you know. That's fair. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) I would have done the same. (laughs) Then their son, Orestes, finally gets back home from wherever he had fucked off to, finds out what happened, and takes vengeance, killing his mother, Clytemnestra, and her new lover. Wow. And this this is where the Furies come in. Bro, what? (laughs) Which is already a great moral. Don't kill your mom, y'all. They don't like that. Or your daughter. Like, this is a mess. They torment him and drive him mad. In the play, he's actually supposed to, in stage direction, run off stage shrieking about how terrifying they look when they mm-hmm. appear to him, but no one else can see it. 
So what does he do next? He seeks out the Oracle of Delphi for counsel and is told to go to Athena's sanctuary where he must literally cling to her statue and beg her for her assistance. Awesome. Get on your knees. (laughs) (laughs) He does this and I imagine here that the statue like animates and Athena appears and shoes him away from her garments. Yeah. He explains the situation and she hears him out. How does she respond? She gathers together some other Athenians and establishes the first trial by jury in history. Wow. Cool. Mm -hmm. Which will be presided over by Athena, sometimes Apollo and Athena, which is wild because in the Apollo stories, it's Apollo's fucking fault because he told Orestes, it's your job, go kill them. Yeah. So we're going with the (laughs) Athena-only story. But basically, they have the jury and the jury and Athena with, you know, Athena presiding over it will determine whether this whether his punishment is warranted. Because remember, he's already getting tortured yeah. by the Furies, Furies to the yeah. ends of the earth. He knows no peace. Um, and they are only going to ramp it up until he's dead. Like, there is no escape of it. To make a very, very long story short, the jury of entirely men ends up dead split. And Athena has to cast the deciding vote. And she does so in Orestes' favor. And the Furies lose their shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. And now they've turned their gaze and set their sights squarely on Athena herself and her beloved city, threatening to poison the people and the land if Orestes is not punished. They don't play favorites. They will punish anyone. No, and they really are kind of like the fates in that, yeah. like, you can catch hands, too. Like, you, you know, no one is safe from us. Anybody can get it. So quick-thinking Athena tries to do some very literal damage control and offers them a temple and a cult in Athens. She makes this uh... offer a total of four times, but every time she makes it, she sweetens the pot a little bit. She offers them a legally recognized and sanctioned home in Athens. She says that they will be worshipped after every child's birth and after every after every marriage. Oh they God. will control the weather, the earth, the sky, and the sea of Athens, determining the city's ultimate fate. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it's not Athens anymore. That- <laughs> no, it's Furyland or whatever. Furyland. <laughs> Eventually, they agree. And they're then, from then on, called the Eumenides, the kindly, gracious goddesses, by all Athenians who worshipped them, both with reverence and fear, in their transformation from solely spirits of vengeance into goddesses whose role was to protect and enforce justice. So, what do we think of the Furies, y'all? They're so cool. <laughs> I love them. I love that they're just like, uh, you know, this trio of like true crime. They're like my true crime fantasy. Yeah. They're like, we're going to find the murderer and we're going to punish him. It's like as a true crime addict, I feel like they're like they're doing the they're doing the work. Also, just, a, you know, just the trio of sisters going out there and fucking shit up. Like, that's just cool. Like at base without even some of the other details like that alone is just really fucking cool. I also just love that they don't give a fuck who you are like yeah. <laughs> you're like a god or you're a guy you're or you're the person who called them or like what but like they're just like yeah if you're bad we're gonna fucking punish you you're that's gonna it fuck you up yeah that's it that's the whole I'm, thing i'm just like obsessed with the visual of like athena casting the final vote and Orestes going like oh thank you and the fucking furies yeah and like you know tattered black 
grief, grief robes just just and their bulging, bleeding eyes, <laughs> yeah. like, yep. turn from him and look at Athena. And she's like, whoa, 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 hold on, yeah. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> They're scary it's as the shit. It's the Steve Harvey thing at uh, the Miss America pageant where it's like, the winner is, oh, and yeah. everyone's like, what? It's like, oh, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today for another m 4 episode. We love doing these little mini-sodes for y'all. Love we it. really hope that you enjoyed them. Uh, please feel free to hit us up at when God was queer on Instagram and TikTok, and also remember that you can shoot us an email at when God was queer at gmail.com. And you can also, if you go to anchor.fm slash when God was queer, you can leave us voice messages, which Let's we go. already got a few. We're going to start including them in future episodes, voice messages. <laughs> <laughs> which are going to be really, really fun. So talk um, to us. Yeah, definitely. Listen, the thing that I'm super stoked about is the amount of feedback we started getting from the audience and um, the amount of questions. So we definitely want you to start submitting questions about gods that we haven't done episodes on yet. And we'll incorporate them. We and if they're really great, we'll shout you out. Oh um, but other than that, from us here at When God Was Queer, we say to you, well, we've taken a week off, so it might get even better or worse. I don't know yet. <laughs> um, be, gay. be gay. Be gay. Do crime! The gods are always watching. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.